art, comedy, pop culture, and much more. You're listening to ACPN. Emerald City Video, this is Russ. Do you have that one with that guy who was in that movie that was out last year? <sighs> Hello, and welcome to the Emerald City Video Podcast. Uh, this is Russ, and I'm here with Zach Roberts. Hello. How goes it? Uh, it goes, you know? <laughs> it's quiet. It's quiet. Um, but yeah, we are going to be talking today about Contagion. Uh, this is, weirdly enough, I think the first time we've talked about a Steven Soderbergh movie on... Um, like I, I'm sure we've mentioned the limey as like a five for five kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. But I don't think he's yeah. had like a, a mainstream feature film release that we've talked about as a new release wall or anything. Yeah, no, no. Um, yeah, no, no. We didn't talk about um, uh, the Gina. Um, God damn it! What is the name of that film? I love the film, but I can never remember the name of it. Uh, the uh, female wrestler. Um, she plays oh, a yeah. and. Woman, I guess. The um, Kalano, uh Livewire is that? It? Yeah, yeah, Livewire. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, I love that movie for some reason. And um, yeah, and but but it wasn't new. I don't think. I don't think we talked about. It. Maybe it maybe like again in a five for five or something like that. Yeah, but anyway. anyway. But but yeah, uh, Steven Soderbergh did a movie about a uh, global pandemic, and it's uh, it, it's of course being discussed by pretty much everybody. But that. Yeah. Ju- the fact that there's a bandwagon has never prevented us from just <laughs> doing whatever occurred to us to do and, anyway. And always doing it two weeks after everyone. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's always the important exactly. thing. Like, we're so consistent on that because it's like, we don't. I don't. Th- there is no part of this podcast that we care about, you know, things yeah, like traffic or yeah. like that or the clicks. So it's always like, eh, everyone's talking about it. Let's wait a week. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Also, I, I hadn't seen this one before. Uh, my my the only outbreak movie that I'd ever really paid attention to, I think, was Outbreak. Yeah, exactly. uh, which we'll we'll talk about, I'm sure, at yeah. some point very soon. But uh, sorry, I'm getting messages. The comics industry is collapsing amid all of yeah. this because uh, they've put all of their faith in the direct market, which is a small number of mom and pop stores, and. Uh, Everything is distributed exclusively through one company, and now Diamond uh, doesn't have enough people on hand to take any more stock and have asked them to stop shipping comics, which means that even the comic shops that are able to do – even the comic shops that are are able to do – what do you call it? Uh, Curbside service or whatever uh, are are still struggling to – to, are, are struggling now they're going to be basically without new product in in a couple of weeks yeah but uh so good times yeah uh, yeah, yeah that's yeah what will what will marvel and disney do for uh movie ideas and the... <laughs> i mean the 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 thing that's worse than that actually is yeah. like you just sit there and go like okay how fucking bad of an idea was it for dc to fire dan didio <laughs> Yeah. three weeks ago or whatever yeah. uh and so you're like oh good it's not like it's not like we could use the steady leadership of somebody who's been here for 20 years as yeah. we enter the period that's going to kill two-thirds of the comics industry yeah yeah and so. and the fact that you know it's another industry that uh is uh you know like my industry photojournalism uh where you know 90 percent of the people that work in the industry are freelance yeah um uh, and different levels of meaning what freelance means but basically from permalancer to literally trying to figure out how to make ends meet every single month and uh and how one month you know the the joke you know the not the joke but the you know thing is with a thousand people you know or everybody or is it like 60 percent of america um mm. only has a thousand or 40 percent of america only has like a thousand a thousand dollars in their bank account and like another right. 20 something like that has zero and it's just like yeah i'm pretty much every freelancer i know is in that situation where it's yeah. just like oh this this is it i guess i guess guys uh it was nice working for you yeah <laughs> and because they've are everyone's canceled and there's no events and there's no physical yeah. gatherings and things like that and you know uh, i mean don't worry because trump's gonna oh have God. everybody out out there throwing parties again in two weeks. Yeah, or less. <laughs> it seems, but 
if he doesn't extend the deadline. But but uh, that's something that this uh, film addresses is the fact of, yeah. you know, taking a global, global pandemic seriously and, uh, you know, and doing it quickly and urgently. Yeah. Uh, uh, and and I wish that somebody could have shown this film to him. <laughs> and maybe that would have been the thing that would have uh, um made him act in a in kind of a serious manner you know especially as a person who supposedly is a germaphobe uh yeah (laughs) i think it's too slow i don't think he i I think he doesn't have the attention span he wouldn't have made it 20 minutes i mean i'm sure you know we should actually put out a call for soderbergh to to edit a like 20 minute version for (laughs) trump and just be like that i you know it's totally something he would probably do because (laughs) yeah and he probably could do a really really solid 20 minute edit of this and uh and it yeah, would be just fun. like laser focus in on the yeah, yeah. family or yeah, something yeah 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 Bas- yeah the basically how you know everyone who is white in the film you know <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> uh but yeah so the uh, it's it's interesting uh some of the stuff that that they do in this and of course like you you obviously watch something like this through a different lens uh by you know five years later it's almost 10 years now i guess because it was like i think this is 2011 mm-hmm uh but uh, there there's a bunch of references in here to the the swine flu that everybody got very concerned about and then was not as big of a crisis in the United States as it was yeah. in other parts of the world even though it originated here and, and uh, again because you had adult leadership that yeah yeah that that exactly. you had a pandemic you know people that knew what to do and then a president whether you like him or not that allowed the people that knew what to do to do the things that they yeah. <laughs> know how to do as opposed to being like, well, clearly I know everything more. Because yeah. <laughs> it's actually something interesting. I just realized, like, I, is there a president in this film? No, I don't. Think I don't so. think so. I mean, because it's something that, like, I feel like most films that deal with uh, a pandemic thing, you're going to have, like, the president, uh, at least on TV and dealing with it. And it's just like, no, this is this is a film that is literally just about all of the kind of frontline workers yeah. You know, the highest person you really have is uh, Lawrence Fishburne. Uh, he's character like, who's a, yeah. like a deputy director or something. Yeah. Like yeah. 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 And, and obviously you see you meet some people who are like high ranking, like World Health Organization officials, but you don't really know who any of those people are or like what their job title is. It's just like, yeah. these are his contemporaries at the World Health Organization. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it, it very much is like a, a movie that takes, it's like a blue collar version of it, which again is like, it's, it, it's a Soderbergh thing. Like I, I can't think of very many Soderbergh movies where even when he's telling a big story yeah. where he does the, uh, no, let's make it as big as humanly possible and make sure yeah. that it's like the president and the army and the, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, otherwise, <laughs> otherwise you can't have 74 characters. In the film. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and there are, there's so many characters in here and a lot of them, it's like, I already, I already forgot ha- who, who, like what half of these people did. <laughs> yeah. Based on their descriptions and names and especially since yeah. IMDb, a lot of the people don't have, have, Oh no, they do. Okay. There's a handful of people who don't have photos attached yeah. to them. So I can't even like, and also half of them also are deathly ill. So even yeah, their photo, exactly. like their like gorgeous cast photo is like, uh, yeah. I don't know who that is, <laughs> but yeah, the the fact that um, the fact that uh, the only family like the the only last name that really st- sticks with me is the Emhoffs because yeah, like yeah. there's yeah. three different characters who all have that last name and they all have a significant role and blah blah blah, blah. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, but even there like his I, his stepson has apparently his wife's maiden name. And like that's never mentioned on camera. Yeah, yeah. So like yeah. you're looking at the IMDb <laughs> thing, and it's like Clark Morrow. Who is that? And you look at the picture, and it's like, oh, that's the kid. Yeah, he, yeah. You know, but but like you, you, it's literally not important that yeah. he's. There is a reference at one point to the fact that yeah. he's like the other girl's half brother and not her like full brother or whatever. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Just it's, yeah, it, it's not important. <laughs> yeah, just in the kind of the context of the the fact that like. I mean, very quickly. I mean, I, I don't think we have to deal with spoilers here. No, um, no, everyone it's... knows, you know, I think it's literally in the trailer that Gwyneth Paltrow um, bites it early. I mean, it's like the one yeah. thing I think everyone knows about this film. It's like, oh, yeah. it's the one where Gwyneth Paltrow dies terribly on camera. Yeah. 
but yeah, she dies quite well. Like it's actually one of her better performances, I yeah, guess. No, <laughs> like because it is like physically painful to watch. Yeah. Like I actually watched it twice um in the last like 48 hours just because I watched it and then um and then I was like, wait a minute, do I actually remember everything from it? Because it yeah. is one of those films that so much is going on. And so I watched it again while I was doing doing other work. And mm-hmm. both times I'm like, oh, this is when this happens. I'm just going to like not yeah. pay attention to it that moment. Um, but the the filmmaking on this is I think that this is really what makes it because I've been watching yeah. a way too many contagion type films. Yeah. <laughs> Because like we had talked about doing like a big you know thing, I think we're gonna do Outbreak next. But like I was delving into some of the more kind of quarantine horror films. Like there's a great, there's a pretty good, I wouldn't say great, but a pretty good British film uh, called Containment. Um, not the TV show from the CW, which I don't think is that great. Um, but it's annoying because it has characters like Walking Dead characters where you're like, why isn't this person died yet? Yeah, this person is annoying. (laughs) Like, (laughs) but um, and I know that somebody died last night but um anyway um i'm sure comic book didn't cover it at all it was probably just a (laughs) but anyway but uh one of the biggest things that i think this film did really well that's made me pay attention to kind of beyond the touching of the face thing and everything Mm -hmm. like that is is every single time someone touches something it's like a not a macro shot, but like a right. a medium close up of them touching it. So you right. realize, and it, and 15 minutes into the film, you stop paying attention to it, and it's just part of the editing style. Right. So you're like, oh, it's part of the thing. So as opposed to like people opening doors, which would normally just be a wide shot, and you'd have like them walking through, it's right. the you know cut to shot of them grabbing a handle on it and things like that, and it's just like, I remember doing this, and then I ended up running out and going to grab groceries, and I was like. Oh my god. <laughs> like everyone's touching everything. Yeah. <laughs> like my biggest thing was like produce. I was like, "Oh my god, everything like is just uh, uh, uh. Yeah. <laughs> like how do we wa- how do you, wait, how do you wash produce to get this thing off?" Like but anyway, but so I'm just like, "Okay, so like only only things that like are baked is that's all that I'm buying. Nothing yeah. fresh that I like eat out of outside of salad which is in like a bag." So yeah. I don't know. I, I don't even want to think about you know think about that on that end, but yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's and and I I thought that the other thing that was clever about that because I think that a lesser filmmaker with the same kind of good idea. Yeah. Um, like even I don't even say lesser, but like a less subtle filmmaker, like uh, Wolfgang Peterson who did uh, Outbreak. Yeah. I could see if he if he had this script, I think that he would have had <clears throat> a lot more like tight shots that really emphasized no guys look they're touching the thing yeah, they're yeah, touching yeah, you know uh yeah. <laughs> the soderbergh really does that that great thing of not assuming that the audience is stupid and doing a shot that like calls some kind of quiet self uh like uh, some quiet attention to it uh but it's it's not didactic it's not just like there's this fantastic scene like editing wise i think it's like i mean this film is is truly one of those like this is a master class in editing yeah um, and making people pay attention to things but also not like hammering it you know not Mm -hmm. like the macro like other people i think would have done um like macro close-ups like literally like you know with the bokeh folk you know bokeh in the background and everything like that yeah this is just like match cuts and that sort of thing but there's a scene where um uh but a bit of do what's oh my god i'm blinking on her name um uh, but uh from from dark knight rises uh yes oh no 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 it, it wasn't from dark knight rises uh it is um oh my god where is she in the imdb list oh my god from uh titanic um oh kate winslet's character yeah yeah oh my god where the hell is she in the list probably anyway yeah it's it's probably in in order or something like order, that of, yeah uh, well, it's gotta be it's in so, order of yeah, appearance because yeah. look it goes the, the yeah. top billing is yeah. Paltrow, yeah. and you immediately yeah. go to Lee Fay's sister, and it's like, oh well. <laughs> yeah, where it's just like, yeah, whatever. Um, but um, but there's a scene where she's talking to uh, a person who is sick, uh, or has been in contact with somebody who who's known to be sick, and he's on a public public bus, and just the number because you know if you've ever been on a bus or been on a subway or whatever, you know that you have to. There's almost no way you know to not at least grab things, and the guy yeah. is relatively deathly ill 
And so he's not holding up well. And so he's touching and touching and touching and then coughing without covering his mouth. And it's like that scene alone is just just like, yeah, no, I'm really happy I don't live in New York City right now or anywhere that public transportation is really a thing. Um, But I still I still remember thinking about it when I was uh, I was in New York. I was in Washington, D.C. like two weeks ago and I I took the subway because it's it's a it's a lot cleaner and it's a lot. You know, I mean, like they actually do have clean crews as opposed to New York City where it's like. Anyway, but it uh, it still was like very I was very conscious of it where I'm just like, OK, I'm wearing long sleeves. And at least if I have to grab something, I'm using using this, even though that probably yeah. doesn't really I'm just like just even if like, uh, yeah, but um, it's that scene alone. If you were to like watch nothing else from this film to like kind of get a idea of what the, the filmmaking of it is, yeah. is like is the goddamn incredible because it also just builds so much stress because she's like yelling at him in the phone like going you need to get off the bus now you need to get off the bus now you will have someone meet you and and then he gets off the bus immediately like rams into a bunch of people who are trying to get on so it's just like Uh, I will say the only thing to me, the only thing that doesn't feel like this is that's a perfect scene to to encapsulate the movie is that again uh, that's a like it has that feel of being very action packed and very like, like she's shouting instructions at him. It feels like the siege or something. Yeah. Uh, and like, that's, that's not, that's, that's like, this is one of two scenes where that happens in the film. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, everything. I mean, that, and that's, you know, and that's one of the things that, you know, I mean, like you watch people who actually are in this, you know, whether it be, you know, Dr. Fauci uh, on state, he's the guy that's like the calm dude and just kind of being like, Oh, it's okay. Everyone else on stage is kind of like either dismissing it or basically escalating yeah. the arguments around it, but not talking about it. And literally the guy that, you know, lo- whatever you feel about him working the way he's been dealing with the administration or whatever, yeah, but yeah. like he's doing, I think he is doing the best he can, you know, in real life. Uh, yeah. But it, it does like everyone that works for the CDC or who in this movie is just calm. You know, there's yeah. no one freaking out. And it's, it's funny because it's like, uh, you know, World War Z has that a lot. Is where Brad Pitt's character, again, I mean, that's what he's paid to do. He's like the calm guy in the room, even though like the airplane has like (laughs) blowing out and there's zombies coming in. And he's just like, okay, so you're going to sit here and then I'm going to do this and we're going to do this and we're going to strap in and hope to God everything works. And uh, and then, you know, then, uh, you know, the same deal with uh, the guys when he crash lands in front of the the Who lab uh, where Doctor Who is there. Because no one else knows that got that connection before. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, but uh, but anyway, um, but but everyone there is super calm, and I think that that's like one of the good things. Like that to me, that's kind of the difference between uh, the, the, those these two films and like Outbreak, where yeah. Dustin Hoffman's not acting responsibly. <laughs> he's yeah. angry the entire, which is understandable. Like I mean, he's like, I know this is a thing, and everyone needs to be really really worried about it. But like, yeah. I, yeah, no. If you ever interview or talk to or see these people, like that's their that's like eighty percent of their job description is to just be calm. Yeah. Like because we're dealing with you know whatever class four biohazards, and it's like <laughs> if we're yeah. stressed out, we're gonna drop the thing, and it's gonna be bad. <laughs> yeah, and every person you talk to is mm-hmm. is a potential hand grenade. So if you scare yeah. them and they try to bolt, then that's <laughs> yeah. I, that's another that's another thing by the way that I liked you know I mean especially comparing it you know we'll we'll talk about outbreak later but um uh, or later this week but the the way that they show how they deal with things like going into the lab mm-hmm. and the way that they show that like no one's irresponsible no one's yeah. you know even the the one guy in the film that does you know basically goes in the lab himself and like figures out the bonding of the virus to the yeah. whatever post thing or whatever yeah so he can so they can duplicate it or replicate it i don't know anyway i'm not a scientist <laughs> um but <laughs> but even that guy like he's really responsible about it. <laughs> like he's responsible yeah. about being the rogue guy that doesn't pay attention to anyone <laughs> yeah so and even the woman that like injects herself she does it in a really calm way she makes sure that no one else gets it she's yeah. literally wearing the mask and the gloves and everything like that as she walks through and the only person that she has a direct interaction with is her father who is also another doctor who is you know very far on the on the end of things and so it's like everyone even acting like rogue agents no one is 
you know, taking over a helicopter with Cuba yeah. Jr. and going to shoot a monkey in the woods. Like, yeah. no one's doing that. Because <laughs> that's ridiculous. It's fun, but it's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, which is why this this one would have been much more boring for Clerks the Cartoon to do it. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> uh, which, 100%, when we talk about uh, when we talk about Outbreak, we'll, we'll have to do the, the Clerks episode oh, yeah. as, like, part B of that episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, they are, so, you know, so we can talk about that Al Pacino movie. But. Yes, exactly. Uh, <laughs> I, I am, by the way, happy. I and mean, obviously we'll talk about this probably more, but I am super happy that the number of people that actually remember this show well enough that they have gotten the memes. <laughs> and I don't know if they literally just know this, this what that one thing with the, uh, you know, nothing can kill the grimace. Like, whether that's just memed out or I'm like, did everyone actually watch the show? Because I just remember, like, 12 people watched the show when it was on. <laughs> I think a lot of it is that... Um, and it's not really available, like, until really recently. Right, no, not at all. But I will say that they, um, for a while, they syndicated it on, I want to say Adult Swim or something. Oh, really? Like, yeah, it got injected into, like, a rerun cycle. Uh, so that, I mean, obviously, you were never going to be able to have it be a every like running every week thing because you rent <laughs> there's six episodes but it it i remember hearing from somebody that they had seen it like years later after like when there was when there wasn't a streaming version legally available uh because they had seen it on like comedy central or cartoon network one of the two late at night and so i think it, it's a combination of things probably a lot of the people because i mean it's in the same way that that uh the nothing can kill the grimace scene is yeah. memorable and like the memes already existed even before this they just yeah. they're, they're getting mileage now <laughs> but but like the the other one is uh oh my god bear is driving how can that be yeah yeah yeah, um, yeah. that is like that in spite of the fact that most people have never seen the clerks cartoon like yeah. you'll find people who have the oh my god bear is driving like meme on their facebook profile and you'll ask do you know where that's from and like, uh, uh, the bear is driving show i don't know <laughs> But uh, but yeah, that was uh, that that's that's been one of the few fun things to come out of the last few weeks is is all of the nothing can kill the grimace jokes. Yeah, I still actually I, I recently found it, and of course I don't know where it is right now, but I still have uh, the old casting crew T-shirt that I bought. Um, like after the show wrapped, uh, Kevin was selling like some some casting crew t-shirts from clerks and some like props from some of the other movies and it was like all for some charity thing yeah back in 2001 probably like a 9-11 charity mm-hmm. and i bought a casting crew t-shirt it's just got silent bob on the front and it just says clerks the first six and then on the back it says nothing can kill the grimace <laughs> and all of the lettering like it was very clearly like something that they made in-house at the like at view askew because yeah. like all of the lettering on it is like comic sans yeah um, but <laughs> but anyway contagion, <laughs> yeah, contagion. um <clears throat> yeah i i thought that uh that one of the things that they did one of the things they did really well was to they they did have everybody be very kind of responsible and professional but that yeah. didn't mean that everybody was like super yeah. Like you know, n- none of them are immortal. Obviously, we got Kate yeah. Winslet's character who dies. Um, Does she actually die? I, I think so. I mean, like, I, I, like the I, last time I remember seeing her, she's like very, very sick, but she was moving. Like, yeah, I she like pulled out her jacket. But I feel like since we didn't see her at all anymore, I feel like th- maybe she had to have died. But yeah, it I mean, is weird because usually. Like everyone else's kind of storyline has some yeah. level of conclusion. That's that true. is a major character, at least. But yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm assuming that she did just because she was so far along at a time when they weren't close to the vaccine. Yeah. But like, who knows? Because yeah. obviously, if 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 you don't share, maybe maybe they were planning like a Ocean's 13 version of this, like where <laughs> Contagion 2, uh, and and yep. you could do she she could be she could be the Matt Damon character. You could <laughs> Because she somehow survived the previous one, she's uh, immune to something now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, I would say, like, like Jude Law was like one of the thing, things that's kind of perfect about this film is it the casting is like perfect, but like not every single thing person you'd expect. I think. Yeah. Um, 
you know, like, I don't know, like Gwyneth Paltrow seems even, I, and it's hard to say in 2011, I, I'm trying to remember what, where she was, because she's, she's such an actress that like, for 12 minutes, she'll be the most popular thing ever. And then yeah. you won't see her for four years. And then she'll do it again. And then she'll like, obviously the Avengers kind of thing has changed all that. But right. like, but still, even then, she hasn't been really in anything other than that because she's been working on her, you know, pseudo science uh, goop thing. Yeah. Um, but honestly, <laughs> I think her bad films. Than, but <laughs> I, I think honestly that this was a low point of her career. Obviously, not that not, not that she's ever like not popular. Yeah. But but I but I think this was a low point in her career in the sense that I remember when Iron Man three came out, which would have been twenty twelve or thirteen. Um, <clears throat> her giving a fairly frank interview where somebody asked her basically like, "You're an award winning act- winning actress who's done a bunch of serious shit. Why are you in Marvel movies?" Yeah. And she was just like, "Because they're making Marvel movies. Yeah. Like these thirty to fifty million dollar sex comedies that I was in ten years ago don't exist anymore." Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And and she's like and there's a lot and she gave a, a really good kind of brief breakdown of the like those those movies aren't making money, so they aren't making them. These movies they're making and so I'm in them because I want to work. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh shit, speaking of she was in Dogma. She was? Woman at airport, uncredited. Oh, oh well that makes sense. <laughs> she was probably dating uh Affleck at the time, right? Hmm. I have zero idea. I don't know. Uh, I, she was she was I, that same year in holy shit ninety. She was one of the ninety eight ninety nine actresses that's like she was in literally oh, yeah. fucking everything. Um, but uh, oh yeah, she was in uh, she was in Kirk's the animated series. Oh yeah, as Gwyneth Paltrow. Yeah, yeah uh, clip show uh, the clip show wherein Dante and Randall are locked in the freezer and yeah. remember some of the great moments in their lives. Yeah. When, <laughs> I think there wasn't there just a was it a montage of celebrities. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because she was also she was also in Talented Mr. Ripley and Shakespeare in Love, and so like literally that that you just look at that line, and you're like, this all makes sense. She was she was in a Matt Damon film, and she was in a in a bad or wait no Shakespeare in Love. He's not Affleck's not in. Why was I thinking that he is? Anyway, it doesn't matter. But, <laughs> that, but I don't yeah. think I, I think he has too. I don't think he has enough neck for Shakespearean wardrobe. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. But uh, yeah, I, it's funny. I actually was Jonathan Sheck in Shakespeare in Love. Um. I spoke to him recently for um, like an indie film that he did for the day job, and. He, I know he's friendly with Paltrow from something. Actually, shit, Affleck was in Shakespeare in Love. Oh yeah, and okay, John Sheck was not. So, <laughs> <laughs> but but Sheck must have worked with her on something else in ninety seven, ninety eight, ninety nine because he like he made some reference to uh, the fact that because I, I asked him he had done this like indie film with uh, Anna de Armas, yeah, and then of course like uh, what do you call it? Knives Out came out. And now she's like a Bond girl and they're talking to her about being a Marvel movie and all this. Yeah. And so I asked him basically, uh, you know, as, as somebody, cause he's, he's been in, he's been in movies with a lot of people. Like he was in, obviously he, he did the, uh, that thing you do with, uh, Tom Hanks and everything. And I was just like, you've seen a lot of people kind of on the upswing. Like, could you tell that like in five minutes, everybody was going to be talking about her. Yeah. And he said yes, and then he compared her to Gwyneth right before Shakespeare in Love. Yeah. And I can't remember what he was in with Gwyneth Paltrow, but it was one of those one of those things where in my head I was like, wait, was he in Shakespeare? In-? I don't think so. But. <laughs> yeah. And this is the moment where we beg uh, IMDb to bring back the put in two actors and actresses yeah. names right. together and find out what they've been in together. That was one of the most useful features. <laughs> I know. That- that ever existed on the internet. Uh, I'm kind of shocked that, like, now because... that it doesn't exist, they don't have, like, there isn't another website that exists only to do that. Like, to query IMDb, yeah. kind of like that that teenager who built the uh, the Wash Your Hands page where all it does is, like, link up with lyrics.com and steal <laughs> existing lyrics for the, like, to auto-populate. Like, yeah. you should be able to do that same thing here, where it's like, no, it should take a competent web designer like a day to figure out 
how to make a website where I can plug in two names and it queries IMDb and comes back with a list. You know? And then eventually that's the thing that forces IMDb to be like, oh, fuck, we have to do this because people yeah, exactly. are, you know, this is causing a traffic thing with our site or something. Yeah, but yeah, anyway, but. Because they, they won't be getting unique views. They'll only be getting the same IP pinging them yeah, 400 yeah, times exactly, a day. Exactly, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but anyway, but uh, like when I was talking about the casting thing, um, yeah. like I think that um, everyone's really great in this. But like, man, Jude Law plays such a such a good fucking scumbag. Yeah. <laughs> like the you know, the whole world. Obviously, this is well into the kind of world of like natural news and, and these things like that. Th- yeah. Those these sites existed before this movie yeah. and obviously they knew it um but man he plays like the kind of like alex jones maybe not even alex jones but like the i think natural news is probably the yeah, natural the, news know, is the, thing, is because, the biggest comparison but because he doesn't seem to be trying to build a personal brand per se like alex jones everything is always about alex jones yeah, yeah. like these other conspiracy theorists who really believe like who, who drink the kool-aid and who aren't just doing it for attention yeah uh like it's it's important to them not just because it's going to help them get rich but also because like they're like no but I'm going to take down the bad guys yeah yeah uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I think that Jude Law plays a great character who's like somewhere on that continuity or a, that continuum where he clearly believes at least most of what he's saying but yeah. then also you get the thing of like later on they tack on the thing where he's like selling bullshit remedies and knowingly selling bullshit remedies but he's like basically well it's not hurting anybody and it's it's mike adams is the guy i was thinking of uh mike adams is the owner and creator of natural news and about 30 other similar websites basically whenever one of his websites gets banned from facebook or whatever he just creates another one that that processes out the same thing and i yeah it's it's sad because around this time is when uh like Facebook was getting really, really, I mean, Facebook was huge right off the bat, but like, like it was getting to the point that you're like, I can see this affecting people. Um, like anyone could see it, not just like yeah. people, my friend, Brooke Binkowski, who's, you know, reaches, researches this stuff and everything. But like, you could see that like, oh my God, people are reading sites like this and going down this rabbit, like intelligent people who otherwise they were like, well, it's a website, it's a news thing. And then you'd have to literally go through and just be like, this is also run by natural news and natural news yeah. is a fake website. I don't, or fake news site. I don't know how to tell, I don't know how to prove it to you because it's, I'm not a scientist, but like yeah. here's an actual, here's the CDC page and here's what they say about this. Yeah. And it's like, well, you can't trust the government. I'm like, okay, that's it. <laughs> like I I'm thoroughly with you on not trusting the government, but there are certain things that I'm like, I trust the government. <laughs> Yeah, it's like the, the the CDC doesn't benefit in any way, shape, or form yeah. from lying to you about the efficacy yeah. of nonsense drugs yeah. and pouring bleach in your ass or whatever. And uh, and again, is you know, I mean, like if um, I forget what the name of the uh, homeopathic cure was, uh, but um, uh, as I think it was Tim Minchin say, I mean, like yeah. if. if if it was, if it was, uh, it, it, there's no such thing as, uh, you know, homeopathic medicine because if it was actually medicine and proven to be medicine, it would be called fucking medicine. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's no asterisk. We're like, oh, it's homeopathic. No, it's just literally aspirin is from tree bark, like defined like that. And so it's like literally just, it's fucking natural. But now it's been proven to work and do things. So it's medicine. So yeah. Anyway. Um. The 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 cure that he was pushing in this movie is forsythia, which actually is a real thing. It's like a, a, a plant that has some, like, I don't know if it's actual medicinal uses or just, you know, yeah. natural news kind of. Uh, mm-hmm. But uh, when I Google, like, I, out of curiosity, I Googled it just to see, like, if it was a real thing or if they were making up a name. And it is, like, it's a, it's a plant that people apparently use for something. But... Mostly it's like it's a flower, but when you Google it, you can see like it, they sell it for a dollar a gram from Chinese Herbs Direct. And you can buy a like extract, like alcohol free forsythia extract for 75 bucks from some other <laughs> nonsense web- website. Yeah. yeah. Um, so clearly, uh, whether, whether or not there's actually a big uh, industry around this particular fake cure, it is a thing that people push as being some kind of supplement. In yeah, according to IMDb, it's considered one of the 50 fundamental herbs in Chinese herbology. Ah. Um, uh, and also their sticks are used to yeah. bow Korean string instruments. <laughs> a multi-useful plant. Indeed. <laughs> but, yeah. yeah. 
So uh, it's it is it is surprising because it's something that I don't think I can't think of another film that that I've seen that has really nailed kind of the world on how this is going to go. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's not like he was, you know, it's not like uh, um, is uh, Scott uh, Scott Burns who wrote it um, and who also did oh basically born all uh, uh, ultimatum. Uh, he produced the laundromat uh, and. Inconvenient sequel, uh, which is weird. Uh, Inconvenient truth as well, but yeah. Uh, yeah, he he wrote this, and so it's not like he wasn't any sort of you know massive genius and realizing it. This was all being discussed about, and yeah. you could you could pretty much lay out of like okay, so this is how this is all going to happen, um, pretty easily. And uh, and I think that they even I think they talk about this being whatever the disease is in this uh, as a strain of coronavirus. Um, at least in one scene, or at least they discuss coronavirus mm-hmm. um, in the way that this is, you know, again, what, what is affecting us right now is is not coronavirus. It is a strain of coronavirus. It is, right. a, you know, a larger genus or something. I don't know what yeah, I don't I, know, science works here. Um, but yeah. <laughs> this well, is a movie you know, I don't think that, I don't remember them ever using coronavirus, but I know that they did. They use the other like the novel aspect of it, like because th- this is, they, the, you know, this is the COVID-19 yeah. novel coronavirus. Yeah, and yeah. novel just means that essentially it's new to humanity, and so we don't have backstory for it. We don't have context. We don't have immunities and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And I know for sure there was a scene where they, they identified this as novel like three times. It yeah, was yeah. The, the later um, discussions between uh, Ellis, I think is his name, uh, the Lawrence Fishburne's character, and the WHO. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it... it one of the things about this is that you watch a movie like this now and people are like, oh, my God, this was so prescient. And I'm like, I mean, it, it, it was kind of. And a lot of that is just because uh, uh, Soderbergh doesn't do bullshit. Yeah. Um, but like also the reason that it's so prescient is because we have had really elaborate and really clear models for how something like this was going to go for a long time. Yeah. Which is like one of the reasons that it's so fucking scary that Trump is just like, no, well, it's going to hurt the economy and we're going to start opening everything back up. I'm just like, you're just sitting here going like, you know, there's really specific models that say what you have to do for a reason, because if you just ignore that, then like you fan the flames so fucking much. Yeah. Um, Yeah. This is, this is why actually, (laughs) this is why actually having people that believe in science um, or at least believe scientists uh, is kind of, fucking important um <laughs> you know no matter how you know much you want to shake things up or whatever when you're voting like you know people die because of it <laughs> yeah because people don't believe in science it's a, it's a direct correlation um and also people don't like the continuance of government um uh, yeah. like trump doesn't because he refuses to talk to anyone from the previous previous administration and things like that and you know which yeah. which is again like this is it's weird because i could see I could see how, you know, like Aaron Sorkin could do a film like this and yeah. how everything just goes right and everyone does the right thing. And that's how government works. So you know, like a West Wing episode that's like the coronavirus yeah. episode. And yeah, it would be kind of delusional. But like this, like this is kind of it would actually be kind of almost interesting to see like the same film like rewritten by by uh by him because at least you'd have like some discussion like how politics yeah. is being affected by it this film that's like the kind of the only thing that this is missing at all which i both don't really care about but also would be interested to see how it would deal with like if there was yeah. like another like 20 minutes of the film where you're dealing with you know like what we're dealing with right now where you have administration that you know you have republicans and democrats who are basically trying to like shove their own little weird things into bills that need to be as out as quickly as humanly possible. And then they're yeah. arguing on, you know, and so it's just like, <laughs> yeah, that, that would be this whole thing. Because I mean, like, obviously they have a lots of problems where, you know, there's, there's a handful of things where Lawrence Fishburne's character um, tells his uh, girlfriend, wife, whatever um, yeah. to, yeah, it's, I think it's clearly girlfriend, but he lies so that she can get the thing or whatever, which is its own thing um, where she can get the um, vaccine. Right. Uh, early, or at least earlier than the normal. Um, but it's, uh, it's, uh, it, it would be interesting possibly to have like a little bit more of the politics, but again, that's not, I, I would definitely be interested to see a, uh, um, a Soderbergh film dealing with politics, yeah. uh, because like 
what was the last thing I'm trying to think of if, he, if he's ever done anything that's even kind of been in the realm of, uh, uh politics. I feel like he must've, but I can't think of an example. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I like outside of like Aaron Brockovich. Um, yeah, that's true. I get that one. But yeah. Anyway, but, and good night. Uh, I was a Zek producer on good night and good luck, but still even that is not a thing, but, uh, Ah, yeah, anyway, I just realized we should do Confessions of a Dangerous Mind at some point. Um, <laughs> but that's a side point. Um, but yeah, uh, God, I mean, I, I I have a bunch of friends who are, you know, not dealing with this as, as well um, as mm-hmm. like, I don't know, I'm, I'm, I'm used to being like a shut in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, you know the feeling. Um, so it's just like being inside and not interacting with people is just like, oh, it's another week. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> like nothing outside of like being like a little nervous about going out to the grocery store or something like that and doing things like that. And nothing's really changed, but like, I've kind of been like, yeah, probably don't watch this film. Uh, don't yeah. do what I was doing, which is I actually did get into like kind of a, freaking out kind of like i know super low level because i was watching containment and then i watched the tv show containment and then i started watching some super like d level like pandemic movies that like yeah. i would watch like 20 minutes of and i'm like i can't do this it's just so terrible yeah. um and then this film and then i watched outbreak and it's just like okay that's that that's enough <laughs> yeah. yeah i mean i will say this is probably the first episode of the show that we've ever done that like <laughs> include like a trigger warning in the uh yeah. the show notes just to be like look man like you, you know if this is a really fucking bad idea for you right now. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean it's it's a good film. Like I should, de- you know, like definitely want to say that because like it is it is a trigger. It is kind of a trigger warning because it's such a good film in the way that it does everything and yeah. it doesn't hype anything. I mean that's one of the things that I think that this film does extremely well, which is it there is no like kind of zo- there's no zombie. You know, there's yeah. no like, oh, this thing is going to kill you all. And, yeah. you know, and even the one character that's trying to do that is continually batted down by everyone that he comes in contact with. Yeah. And like, obviously, despite all of that, he still succeeds in causing, you know, panic and everything like that. But it is it is. uh, Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, and I will say the other thing that I appreciate and, and this just comparing it, not just to Outbreak, but to this whole kind of genre of movie as a, as a whole is the fact that they there isn't the the fixation that you usually see in these things on like patient zero. Yeah. Like like you said, there's no hunting down a monkey because there's never the idea that like, well, if only we had the monkey, then we'd know what, what to do. It's like, no, the, there's just like you, you have to go from the starting position. You're probably never going to know what yeah. patient zero actually was and try to deal with what you have in front of you. Yeah. Well, I mean, they have that they have the, they even have that one line, which is like kind of it's like makes this kind of the anti outbreak film. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and uh, where they say where Matt Damon's character basically offers is like, oh, well, can, can't use my blood because I, you know, I don't have any effect. And she's like. Or I think it was a she that one. Yeah, she she was like, no, it doesn't. A blood, you know, blood trend, you know, blood cure or whatever is, you know, takes an extremely long time and is ineffective or whatever. Yeah. And, but like in outbreak, that's exactly what they do. Basically, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like they take the monkey's blood and they're like, oh, boom. We can literally in the time period, like in the short time period that uh, Dustin Hoffman's wife, um, yeah, or ex-wife, um, which oh my god, that's irresponsible. Oh my god, who who the fuck is uh? his wife Renee Russo. Renee Russo, yes. Um and uh she she is she's already halfway through the di- having the disease. They are able to immediately basically like they must have just taken the blood from the monkey and like shoved it into her. Like that's <laughs> literally yeah. that's the that's the process and you're like there's like in, in the time actually no, it's even shorter than that. Literally there's a plane flying with a bomb yeah. in the time period that they get the monkey, fly there figure out the cure and give it to her and she gets immediately thing. And then the bomb, they have to get back in the helicopter and go and basically call the people down. Yeah. Yeah. Like literally five minutes probably resulting in, by the way, one of my favorite totally nonsensical line reads in Dustin Hoffman's career. Uh, (laughs) When, when he's delivering his like rah, rah speech to the guys in the bomber, uh, And I know that it's not just me who loves that line read because the guy who like did the uh, I think it was it must have been Dante. Right. Um, But like in in the Clerks cartoon episode, they have the exact same like delivery of the like 
I'm talking to the people in the bomber who, eh, like, I can't, yeah, yeah, yeah. but, but like there was, there's this weird inflection and it's like the most Dustin Hoffman thing ever, but also <laughs> a kind of a terrible line read in a great way. Yeah. And, Sorry. And I, like, I, I don't remember, uh, how I don't remember that in the film at all. <laughs> I only remember the clerk's version of it where it's just like yeah. a, this heroic gay man. Oh yeah. <laughs> I don't even remember what the context of how they like are like, oh, he's gay or something. I don't know what that was. But like, I think Randall probably said. No, it was Randall. There was something where Randall made a joke about him being gay. And the the pilot in the bomber was like, I'm only not going to bomb your city if you can be honest with yourself. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Anyway. But yeah, the line read of. Uh, especially when, when actually I can hear it in my head now where Dante goes, come on guys, uh, is like right out, out, like the, it's, it's the, the delivery is exactly a carbon copy of outbreak. And it was like yeah, yeah. the, the delivery of that whole speech was so weird. It was like this weird, like cadence, this very labored, like tap, tap, tap kind of, I'm talking to the pilots of the bomber who's coming to the, you know, um, <laughs> but, uh, but we'll talk about that later, but, um. But yeah, this is this is definitely a, a movie that's worth watching, assuming that uh, assuming that you have any patience for watching uh, horrible pandemic stories right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it is. It's like a movie that I think would have been like definitely recommended to watch like three weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, when you're not like okay, basically Contagion is just on TV, except yeah, it's the train wreck uh, version. <laughs> it's like <laughs> when when we. Back and back like three weeks ago in the Halcyon days when we were all like making jokes about this, <laughs> which of course like a lot of us still are, but only because those people are really stupid. Uh, but, I don't know. <laughs> you have to laugh, but to cry is what my always rule is, you know. Well, especially yeah. when there's still people online going, or there's people on on Twitter uh, with. <laughs> Going well, we have to decide at what point are we going to lose 2.5 percent of our society versus destroying the entire economy. And you're like, oh my god, yeah. these are the people that are running government right now. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, no, actually, that wasn't by somebody who was is not in government, but it is. No, but basically, was, uh, Larry Kudlow also went on TV like in the yeah, last 24 right. hours and kind of said the same thing, uh, just not with the like direct, let's put a number on how many people we're willing to yeah, basically exactly. kill so that the stock market doesn't crash. <laughs> which, or that, God way, forbid, we have to do socialism or something. <laughs> which, by the way, spoilers, guys, yeah. there's zero fucking way that the stock market is not going to... Like, <laughs> if you send people back to work sick <laughs> and we have a secondary, like, yeah. larger outbreak and more people die, like, yeah, that's that not going to make the economy better. <laughs> like, if... If we have five million people die instead of a million and a half, yeah. that's not going to make the economy better. Yeah. <laughs> like, you're just literally going to you're just literally going to force people into working, yeah. <laughs> and then those people are going to die and or at least be deathly ill to the point that they can't physically go to work. Yeah. And then okay, so I mean obviously Amazon and Walmart will keep finding new workers to do it, but it's just like and then you don't have and especially considering the number of people that are at high risk that like work at Walmart. Yeah. You know, it's uh, anyway. I mean that's yeah. that's, that's the go. thing. Like all these people who are trying to make it sound like they're not fucking cartoon villains by being like, Well, obviously people who are high risk can stay home. <laughs> and it's like, okay, but the, the same companies who are now saying it's worth it to let a, a couple of million people die so they can make a little bit extra money. Do you think that they're going to let people say, like, hey, I'm high risk? Like, no, there's not going to be an agreed upon definition. And so they're going to decide, like, nobody qualifies. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> this is what happens when you elect Leonardo Leonardo to. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> actually, no, it totally isn't. because, Which is, again, ironic because there is in a continuing theory that there are only 12 people in the world. That's yeah. Alec Baldwin, who also plays our president on that's SNL true. now. So. That's true, yeah. <laughs> My, that was, you know, kind of ex- it's an extenuating circumstance of my uh, previous theory about, you know, there being only 12 actors that Marvel and uh, Di- uh, Marvel Disney knows exist yeah. and just keep reusing them. <laughs> so, well, Marvel uh, Disney in particular is like d- seems dedicated to rebuilding the studio system where it's yeah. like, no, we're just going to have all these famous people who are completely reliant on Disney for their income so that that way we have bankable stars who can't ever go anywhere. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, bear. Which, of course, like they've been trying for years with the with the Disney TV show, like just bringing up all the child stars and then yeah, being exactly, like, oh, yeah. well, now that we own your soul and your record deal, like yeah. why don't you appear in a Marvel movie? You know, yeah, yeah. Which is and a bad then, example because I don't think any of the Disney kids have been in a Marvel movie, but I just mean like yeah. come appear in one of our A-list movies instead. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. But, yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Any final thoughts? Because I should probably go and put the kids to bed or something. Yeah, no. Um... Yeah, I mean, like, man, like I said before, you know, this is, you know, if you're kind of in a in a good place, and I don't know, want to freak yourself out or whatever, if you're just one of the people like me where I'm like, oh shit, is happening in the news. Let me watch every film that exists. Yeah, this yeah. is the best. This is if you're gonna just watch one film about, if you're just gonna watch one film this year about <laughs> about a horrible communicable disease, conta- make contagion that film. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah i mean I've, this is I've why watched... i need to go back to making like uh fake movie posters with our <laughs> terrible pull quotes on them. <laughs> yeah we should definitely do that for that I, I may i have nothing else to do i'm literally editing photos from like yeah. four years ago or i'm like oh, i don't have i just did a set of like 30 for this for this event i should do a set of 300 because i can't I don't have any other photos. And yeah, exactly. There's only so many daylight hours that I can photograph my dog. <laughs> but but yeah, no, I mean, there's like one other film that I would recommend is a, a film called Containment. Um, it's either on Amazon uh, Prime or Netflix. Um, and it's a British film about a uh, apartment complex that basically gets shut down. They're under containment and like literally their doors are like hot glued clothes so they can't leave anywhere and yeah. no one knows really what's going on. And it's again, one of those, the, the disease is the people sort of film, but yeah. it does it in a, in a better way. There's like one character. That's only one character out of kind of everyone. That's ridiculously obnoxious as opposed to, you know, like most of these type of films, you're like, Oh, there's seven characters that all act yeah, just exactly. stupid. Like there's just one guy that like is a, is like kind of a street thug type person um, yeah. who uh, a British street thug. So like, you know, I, I wish I could remember the Bill Hicks rant about like, Oh, <laughs> your hooligans are <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, I pushed over a dustbin. But yeah, I mean, he's like a very reasonable person except for some reason he decides to like start fights with people and like that ends up getting him anyway. Yeah. But, um, but, but, but other than that, like that to me, that's kind of the only one. I mean, obviously like, yeah. you know, and things like that, but like without, without getting into the kind of like the zombie genre, which I don't think is yeah. kind of appropriate, not, not appropriate, but it's not there. The parallel isn't there for, yeah, for yeah. obviously, <laughs> but <laughs> until, <laughs> I mean, the, the, the thing of it is that the, the zombies in, in our context are the people who work for Trump and are trying to downplay the, <laughs> yeah. So, but. all right well we're, we're gonna be back I, i'm off from my day job this week so we'll be back a few times this week to talk about t- probably terrible things yes. and uh and and maybe muppets and maybe uh, el pacino film exactly that <laughs> el pacino movie <laughs> but uh thanks everybody for listening be back here by noon on the fifth day for more emerald city video and always remember to rewind your cassettes A C E N. And Uh, immediately we we had technical problems. Yes. yes. (laughs) Uh, Well, what happened was I I, I said hello and welcome to the Emerald City Video Podcast, and then I noticed it wasn't recording yet. Ah, of course. Uh, And then suddenly the quality of everything has to go to shit Um, because I don't know how those two things are related. But okay. Anyway. But uh, anyway, I'm going to leave all this in because it immediately. (laughs) I actually just realized I do know why why they're related. So. Don't yeah. Yeah. <laughs> don't uh, add me. <laughs> uh.